Welcome to the Peace Girls Here podcast. I'm your host, Yelena Fiafilatas, with my Blooming Heart Hypnotherapy and Coaching. And this is a place for you if you're looking for business strategies, emotional wellness advice, and stories from fellow ladies entrepreneurs. Cool. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Peace Growth Here podcast, where I talk to female entrepreneurs about their life, their struggles. And today I have a wonderful guest from Germany. Her name is Anne Marie. She's a creative mastermind. She does everything pretty much that comes with a creativity in it. And today I'm going to talk to her about how she's been doing and what she's been up to. And I'm going to invite her to introduce herself and start with a story from her entrepreneurial life. Thank you. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm flattered. (laughs) Oh, welcome back. (laughs) This is the second (laughs) round we're doing it. Yes, there's one thing I want to know to to the audience that Anne-Marie was so, so generous to agree to record this, re-record our episode because some difficulties that I had last time that I was not aware of until I actually listened to our recording. So she's not just a creative mastermind. She's a generous and kind mastermind. That's another story. So anyway, sorry. And um, welcome back and feel free to share about yourself, dear. Oh, you're very welcome. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm Anne-Marie. I'm from Germany, but I am much more of a I don't know, global mindset traveler who has lived in multiple countries because my entrepreneurial journey really starts with traveling, kind of saving my life. In a way, I was like clinically depressed, uh, had some very bad thoughts and any kind of support system wasn't really there. So uh, I realized the only thing that I still felt connected to at that point in my life was knowing that I still had the skill set of travel, which I always feel like I have to justify in some way because you can literally drop me anywhere in the world and I'll somehow make it. I'll somehow be fine. You know, there's all of this <laughs> um, confidence that comes with it. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what happens next, but I yes. kind of sometimes thrive in the chaos of things <laughs> where my ADHD really comes in handy and like sees all of the different ways and learns the skills quickly and like understands patterns and systems and so I used that to go for a big break break like a sabbatical in Australia I got a working holiday visa for Australia and for Japan to start my life there and with it I started a travel blog and that quickly helped me get connections all over the country and then all over the world with tourism related organizations and tourism boards and companies And so I worked in photo and video and copy all around content marketing on location Mm -hmm. and also remotely online and just, and built a business. I started freelancing in that way and it really helped spark my interest and inspire also other women to travel by themselves because I did it all solo. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times because my ADHD makes me impulsive at times <laughs> or mm-hmm. makes me overestimate myself especially if you're not familiar with the environment sometimes you just don't assess things properly and so I got into a lot of tricky situations mm-hmm. but something always worked out and I just fiercely mm-hmm. knew that 
well, I've, I had been at such a low point. It couldn't get any worse than that. So I had this kind of faith in things in, in me that I slowly grew. And then just randomly people would show up in my life and guide me in exactly what mm. I needed that I didn't know I needed. So like people showed up and they were like, oh, you don't have business cards. And they printed them for me. It was like, who are you random strangers doing this? And then other people were like, oh, what is a media kit? You don't know? Let me just give you a contact of my friend in London. She does that for you for free. And then people like mm. coached me and then people took me under their wing to help me pitch better. And I was like, who are all these people just randomly coming at the exact moments and teaching me things that I couldn't even ask for? Like I couldn't really properly manifest any of that because I just literally went each day and just started walking to see what happens. I was completely open. I completely surrendered to the mm. experience, which is beautiful. And so I started my business. I started with connections on so many different places. And then just one thing led to another. And over the course of it all, I mostly learned more about myself and grew that confidence and just mm. realized that the more I allow myself to just fully express all of my quirks, again, with the ADHD, I was heavily masking, so hiding all of the different ways it expresses itself, which is often frowned upon in society, especially if you work in an office environment, but you just can't whip out your headphones and not talk to anybody because you're in hyper-focus or the light literally hurts you and like the, dis the temperature just makes you your skin crawl or there's like a tag on your like there's so many things that people mm. are now learning about how it needs to be accommodated and how certain things and certain traits are just a symptom of what your brain is made out of and structured that mm -hmm. I didn't have then especially you know growing up in Germany we are always mm -hmm. a bit slow on the uptake and on the innovation when it comes to more social human interactions not anti <laughs> but like a human factor and so yeah mm -hmm. I was learning so much about myself mostly and so it became a mission mm -hmm. of myself in my business in whatever shape or form I'm showing up with content with the creative side that I would also include the mind and the humanity and also the authenticity of it all and help people much more uh, step into themselves and express themselves and have a safety of me cheering them on to try it out and to then also attract to people who actually like it so you don't have to please everybody and serve everybody and then are just halfway happy in your business because you are crossing your own boundaries which you didn't even question mm. so intuition and authenticity are like the hallmarks and anything I do but my expression that I'm most capable of is within the creative visual realm so that's really what I do like any kind of content mm -hmm. help photos video editing I do virtual photography so I literally can sit on my couch you can sit on your couch anywhere in the world you've got wi-fi and I can take the photos <laughs> so you know there's always ways I like to innovate things or disrupt things but it's really about who you are and how can I make people mm -hmm. see that across the world mm-hmm mm. Ah, oh, thank you so much. I've been thinking and taking in what you were saying. Imagine you as a hero of on a hero journey for whom <laughs> the guides showed up once in a while mm -hmm. here and there when the hero didn't expect it at all and just right. point her in the right direction and how 
actually the whole arc of entrepreneurial journey feels like that and being yeah. able to be comfortable in in the chaos and rely on that confidence and the skills of a traveler like what you were saying in the very beginning yeah. is one of the foundational abilities to have when it comes to handling the chaos of being an entrepreneur when we are constantly charting through the territories unknown to ourselves mm -hmm. and thankfully there are some guides here and there some of them paid some of them free <laughs> that show up and just gently nudges in the right direction and how what you were saying about being someone with uh, ADHD and growing up and not being supported in a way like some people are finally getting that support now as we are learning about mm -hmm. the brain and how it's different depending on a person led you to be into evoking the authenticity in others and yourself and allowing other pe people to be themselves because it sounds like that's something that you personally were were deprived of yourself some yeah. at some point in the past and how it all ties into what you're doing now because I know that even your virtual photography has this flavor to it of you'll be in your own space you know wherever you are in the world mm -hmm. and I'll work with you just as you are and I will actually make this experience as comfortable and playful and fun as we can because yeah of this glorification of a human being as the human being shows up. And that's so deeply comfortable, comforting just to know that a photographer can do something like that because taking photographs of ourselves is a very still can feel very vulnerable to most people. So yeah. maybe you could share a little more about that side of the, your work and I know maybe some other things that you do your current offers something that you're working on even if it's not virtual photography per se sure I love talking about photography it's always been mm -hmm. one of my strongest means to externalize my brain and my thoughts because like I said mm -hmm. uh growing up undiagnosed ADHD my thoughts would not really overlap with what people expected me to think or how they expected me to present and then I sometimes realized that there was this miscommunication so photography was a way for me to basically show you a snapshot of my kind of internal vision of things like mm -hmm. when I was walking and I thought this is beautiful mm -hmm. I just like how the sunlight slowly hits the leaves and like underlines the little um veins and the leaf and like the golden light and I just look at it and I'm like this is beautiful and people are like it's a leaf like what you're saying or a trash bag <laughs> floating around I'm like do you see the rhythm of like how it dances and people look at me mm -hmm. you're strange mm -hmm. you know and it also felt very dismissive so like I tried to yeah. really yeah <laughs> and so mm -hmm. I tried to actually capture that for myself but also to, to show it to other people because I was seeing all of this and I wanted to share it and I wanted to I guess in a way teach people to appreciate it so maybe I yeah. also in turn I could be validated in that but also mm -hmm. I just love seeing beauty in things I realized how I really thrive on that like a lot of people don't even notice how much of the environment has an impact on us. And most people are just pretty 
settled in, you know, bland offices and bland homes. And, you know, mm-hmm. everybody has their own style. It's totally okay. But there's enough of studies in psychology saying how much color affects us. You know, there's mm-hmm. feng shui or like even, you know, different textures, different ways things work together. If it's all artificial, if it's like nature-based woods and stuff. There's like so many things that really back up how we deprive ourselves of literal joys and of mm-hmm. natural impulses even with the color of the lighting you know the blue versus orange lighting Mm -hmm. and so for me beauty is not just a superficial thing but it's just something that inspires me that touches me that really affects my well-being and affects my creativity especially because when I traveled a lot I used to be more on the backpacker side of things staying in like grungy hostels (laughs) or (laughs) like cheap airbnbs and Mm -hmm. and like out of town center places and so I would struggle sometimes to get inspired to then even be motivated because I lack the dopamine to do Uh proper work and I noticed that whenever I had a really nice Airbnb or found a coffee shop that I really liked I would just Mm -hmm. sit there and that would be my happy place and I would be catching up on so much work so fast and I would be happy and I would show up different with people or like I would love especially with the travel blocks I loved sharing beautiful things with people and it wouldn't just be like oh, off the beaten path things to do mm-hmm. um that would get me like clicks but it literally is just like I want you to travel differently I want you to see life differently and so I would start mm-hmm. making more creative photos I would start editing more especially with video I would make like mini movies of the mm-hmm. m- movies that I saw in my <laughs> head as I was traversing the world you know like mm-hmm going to exactly movie places you would maybe think about yeah this was the scene and you can match it up to the frame but I would go out of my way and like try to live that moment to like soak it up with my inner child I go around Bali and find abandoned places and then dress up as like a super low budget Lara Croft Mm -hmm. and then just pretend to be an action hero and I film that and I make movies Mm -hmm. and then I just look at it and I just feel nice and feel good and then some people would write to me and they're like oh I hadn't thought of travel that way where it's not Mm -hmm. just you learn something or you just have a vacation and recharge but it's just something to actually be playful in to just Mm -hmm. feel a different kind of energy or just cherish your inner child and just let loose uh in a obviously culturally still sensitive way this is not like a a playful background it's not exotic places you can just you know serve as your own uh, dreamland like still being respectful and all of that I need to put that disclaimer on because I've seen so many people just being awful but <laughs> you know still like using travel in that way and then I realized mm-hmm. that also that is inspiring to people and that is a new way of me being disruptive in a creative way in a positive mm-hmm. way um, I, I still remember like one of my friends he called my travel videos revolutionary I was like oh oh I love that (laughs) I don't (laughs) you know I do the vlogs I share my thoughts but I cannot retain any real factual information for like more than a minute my brain will like instantly go like oh there's a cat (laughs) right and so I would make (laughs) cat videos in Athens instead of talking about the ruins because it's like I don't care there's enough information about that already but let's talk about cats can we Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my angle is always a bit different but I realized the more I just really do my own thing and the more I show up as that and then also just be myself in the streets all over the world 
people would stop and stare. It's a bit uncomfortable, but then they would sometimes approach me and they'd be like, oh my gosh, I could never, but you inspired me. I'm going to go travel by myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. yay. Oh my God. I didn't <laughs> intend that, but it's amazing. Um, and also, you know, if anybody here listening or knows anything about human design, I'm a manifester. So that will tell you a lot of these things. If that makes sense. <laughs> Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's what I do just randomly inspire people I don't know how but I just <laughs> do by expressing myself and so like that again ties into my nice. mission of I want everybody to be themselves in whatever shape or form and if it's just mm-hmm. me being weird and wild so be it <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I can totally see how that ability to see beauty and the desire to highlighted for others and just enjoy it and as as we enjoy life picking out those moments in time and space to really cherish them kind of really brings you to where you are now in your profession and of course correct me if I'm wrong but it seems like in your virtual photography you're also helping people to see beauty in them and also do it in yeah. a different way so maybe you could yeah. just talk about that if you will and and let us know what kind of offers you have going on what it would entail for the people to reach out to you and see what they can how you guys can work together absolutely that's a great observation because in my current iteration of my photography especially the virtual one I like I said, I always made it my mission to really bring out the side of the people I'm working with. I always have my own creative vision. And like I said, it's very specific to myself, but I, I can lend that to other people to inspire them or to infuse some disruptive little chaos creative vision. But also I want to lure that out of the people because sometimes we need a little bit of an external push to then feel mm-hmm. safe enough to experiment with it and play with it. And like, I met all of these amazing people, all of them just a little bit by a little bit, pull out these facets of me that I kept hidden that I thought weren't secure or okay enough to be exposed. And so with virtual photography, what I want to do is to completely make people have a great time. That's just the, mm-hmm. the real the premise. I just want them to have fun and then everything falls mm-hmm. into place because I'm the overthinker. I will overanalyze everything. And so I will make it my job to do that for the people in front of my lens because when you take your selfie, they're usually stiff. There's usually a lack of energy because you're not moving, you're not in a zone, you're not vibing, you know, like when you look in the mirror, mm-hmm. it's different than if you actually interact with people and they see you in a different way. And so the same with photography. And even if you tell people to stage the shot in a way that direct you proficiently, but it's still different. And if you have a mood, if you have an emotion, if you just have them let loose, and I usually do that through unleashing my ADHD full on with them. So like I always have a call mm-hmm. up front to see if you actually vibe, because mm-hmm. if you're not mm-hmm. open for it, it doesn't work. But if you're playful, if you're ready to just be creating ridiculous storylines with me, because that's my usual way of like, I just want to make you laugh. I want to have 
you be distracted to not even think I want I don't even you don't even know what's going on like you just <laughs> go with the flow it's full on it's just like I will not stop talking I will not stop making you do things and then you do not actually see me because we're using the back camera so for better quality so you don't see the screen which on purpose so you don't constantly look at your face because that's the mm -hmm. usual thing you do when you do self-portraits you're distracted by yourself you get self-conscious you have weird side angle glances like we don't want you to do anything you just sit back and you'll be cute and then I will talk to you I will like ask you questions about I don't know your favorite pizza or what your queen name would be if you like suddenly owned a kingdom and like what day it would be today if you made an official day would it be puppy day or would it be goldfish day like whatever and I, I would just make up stuff and you'd be like what mm -hmm. the heck's going on but it is just so fun it is so different and I get people to be really genuine so I take all of these staged but candid photos and mm -hmm. <laughs> it is really mm -hmm. wild like the dichotomy of like you know this is all like a setup shoot and then some certain frameworks that we talked about before like what the point of the photo shoot would be you know the emotion you kind of want to evoke but I still mm -hmm. direct it and I still spice it up with a lot of chaos so it's in a way unpredictable but it lures you out because you're unguarded it's vulnerable it's kind of intimate but you're not even conscious of it and then I will you know look at the photos make sure that I pick the best one I still like run it through by the person because I do not know how they see themselves so sometimes what I consider is a beautiful photo you might be you know looking at differently so I want to make sure they're comfortable mm -hmm. at all stages and then I will go to town on the edit if they want me to do mm -hmm. like a specific edit, like I can do the regular profile photos, like uh, content photos, like head photos, headshot photos. But I, my specialty are like clone photography. So you're in the same frame like five times. Mm -hmm. So you sit on your couch, you're sitting on the floor, you're sitting at your desk, you're like standing around dancing, whatever, all in one shot, which gives it a spe specific kind of flavor of different sides of you and it shows you know how many hats you wear or it just it's just disrupting the feed if you post that people are like what let me double check what is this <laughs> which is good for social and I also yeah. do special artistic I call them goddess edits where mm -hmm. I look at you and I just think you're the bee's knees and I want the world <laughs> to see the bee's knees and I want you mm -hmm. to see how amazing you are and then by weaving all of this story and making you feel like this badass queen and like asking you to do all of these <laughs> power poses like imagine you're like oh, in your yeah. phone room you're sentencing someone to whatever or like you're smiting your enemies like the body language shifts and I take these photos mm -hmm. and I put them in beautiful imagery that works with the woman like at one shoot I put them in orchids and I had like this white gown on them with simple jewelry and, and some other time we did a, like a pirate bride thing where she was just like you know on her treasure chest in front of the ocean like <laughs> cleaning her nails with a knife whatever like whatever <laughs> your vibe mm -hmm. is whatever I feel from the interaction I will mm -hmm. kind of interpret that in an artistic way to bring out that inner queen in you to make you actually see what I see in you I don't retouch mm -hmm. the person like they're still as they are it's just the environment mm -hmm. shifts again with me externalizing my thoughts in visuals so they mm -hmm. will look at it and you're like damn I didn't know I could look like that damn I feel powerful <laughs> I'm like yes queen <laughs> <laughs> so that is mm -hmm. the, the goal with my photos where I can 
you know, not just hold a mirror up to people and tell them you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, like all of the affirmations. And then that might fall flat because they're like, yeah, you're just saying it. Like I spent four hours editing this to make you look like an absolute queen and like, look at it, take it in. That's you. (laughs) You know, that's a Mm -hmm. different level of like in your face, (laughs) aggressive (laughs) complimenting. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm now thinking about some photos of yours that I know from Instagram following Mm -hmm. you. And I know where you're coming from now when it comes to goddess kind of theme photo shoot and uh, just uh, cloning. Cloning. Yeah, that's a very fun one. Thank you for explaining it Mm -hmm. just now because I wasn't sure for a moment. I was like, what is cloning? Oh, okay. Now I get it. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. That's something I want people to be able to see too. Maybe like in the end of this episode, soon enough, you'll share mm-hmm. your Instagram and stuff like that. So people can actually see what it looks like yeah. in real life when it's all done. Um, yeah. Do check it out. I mean, there, the links will be down yeah. below, right? Because like you would have to spell yes. my name and that it's a handful. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, D- definitely. I will make people's life easier by putting everything in the show notes uh so you don't have to spell it out when you actually share where we can find you but just like say it as it is <laughs> and then we'll direct people to take a look at the show notes and you more than welcome to share that information now and then we can go to talking about the life hacks that you want to share our audience so we can start with the life hacks first or or like tips and tricks that you want people to take away from this episode Okay. Well, my life hack number one would be just notice how you talk to yourself. That mm-hmm. was the biggest game changer. Like just asking yourself, would you say what you just thought about yourself to your best friend? If not, sit mm-hmm. yourself down and have a mm-hmm. good thing. <laughs> you know, like I, I always <laughs> like to think of my like aggressively, like don't talk to my friend like that. Even if it's about right. me, like that was in the beginning when I noticed how I talk to myself like oh my god I'm so stupid why did I do that like duh, like stop mm-hmm. it like you know mm-hmm. being really just having soaked up all of these very d- mean comments that people like give kids especially mm-hmm. you know with ADHD we get 14,000 corrective comments by the age we're 14 <sighs> so like mm-hmm. every day we are told how we're not supposed to do things how we should be different and mm-hmm. I can confirm, like, my entire life, I just remember all of the things that I did wrong. I didn't properly human. And I would mm-hmm. study people or I would just completely shrivel up and, like, be the wallflower, like, literal wallpaper. It's so, like, metaphorically, mm-hmm. obviously, literally. <laughs> um, but I would just be so bland and so scared to just do anything. And then... um yeah and so I would just soak up all of these comments like why can't you you should or you must or you mustn't Mm -hmm. like all of these things when you notice any of those those should like make you see red flags you're like wait who says these things you know question your parents Mm -hmm. question your thoughts but the most important one especially when you're always under self-development and self-discovery and spiritual journey you can like forever workshop yourself it will never be enough and (laughs) you can use that as a tool to further harm yourself the more you're aware Mm -hmm. of yourself and the more aware of your patterns and thoughts that no longer serve you you can also use that against you and keep you in this 
victimhood mm -hmm. of sorts. So the most important thing is just really to be mindful of like, what is going on? Like, why do I suddenly feel sad? Why do I feel triggered? Just notice it and then just sit with it. Because that's the, the thing with like, feel your feelings, whatever does that mean when you don't even know that anymore? Because you've been gaslit so much, you don't even know, is it okay to have feelings? What are even feelings, right? To just like be there, I'm like, okay, I just gonna feel sad. I'm just not pushing it down. I'm just observing it. Like, you know, just just be there as if you were holding a child. And you don't like make it like stop crying. Hopefully, you don't do that, <laughs> <laughs> right? So just like notice, like if your friend suddenly was like feeling like, like you felt right now, like what would you do? Would you just hug them? Would you ask them if they need space? Like you know, like that stuff. You need to mm -hmm. ask yourself what you need, and then like I said, I would just tell myself um like you can't talk to my friend like that <laughs> I would literally mm -hmm. tell that about myself to myself I'm like no <laughs> don't say that mm -hmm. about yourself don't say that about my friend and it felt really weird to say that at first it's like am I friend that's weird like why like I'm not my friend and even saying that I was like wait if I'm not my friend what the heck am I to myself that's really sad mm -hmm. at the end of the day we're by ourselves like in ourselves our entire lives nobody knows us as well as we do and for a long mm -hmm. time I thought that a lot of people knew myself better because they were more mm. um, determined and they had more conviction in their voice and you know people like to especially for kids tell them what they ought to be doing and mm -hmm. with neurodivergent kids like me we also take that more literally so I thought they literally mm -hmm. knew better and they literally had to tell me what to do because i couldn't be trusted anyway long long story so just <laughs> noticing how you talk to yourself notice mm -hmm. how your environment talks about mm -hmm. themselves and call them out and notice the patterns because you are also your environment so you cannot just heal by yourself in this vacuum if you're mm -hmm. like a like like a flower bed right if you just put a flower on some gravel but you need some more rich soil you can't just sit mm -hmm. and grow in a forest if you need more sun, right? So like you need to sometimes transplant yourself, which was which is what I did really radically without mm -hmm. knowing that that was my thing, right? I just was so desperate. I just like, I need out. I don't have the support. I don't know where to go. I don't know what's going on. And I held mm -hmm. on to this travel thing that I knew it was the only thing that nobody could talk me out of. Like I mm -hmm. literally had no feelings at that point, except for like crying myself to sleep. I don't know if that counts, mm -hmm. just just... <laughs> a hole of sadness I was swimming in and then I just realized that there were all of these random people who showed me kindness who were like it's okay to cry I'm like wait is it you know learning <laughs> to realize that I can literally move away like even on a small level like you can just leave an, a conversation if they upset you mm -hmm. if they cross your boundaries you communicated that or they literally see you're upset and they keep going and doubling down like you're so sensitive like why do you keep being pushy then if you notice that I'm sensitive maybe you should back off right and so realizing that I can also flip the script and I have agency we all have agency to some extent and we need to be protective of ourselves at all costs to some extent mm -hmm. like we need to be more full of ourselves more selfish and it's not necessarily mm -hmm. a bad thing especially for people pleasers, it feels really violent <laughs> to suddenly mm -hmm. put yourself first. But nobody else has that task to put yourself first. You can put it on other mm -hmm. people. You can put it on your friends, on your partner, nobody, right? Mm -hmm. You need to do that for yourself. And you don't know how they can love you to your fullest if you don't know how to love yourself.
boom. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you need to be your own best friend. And that's what helped me also figure out steps. Like I said, I just felt like, what do I want to do today? I'm just going to walk down this road and see what happens. And that mm-hmm. led to me honing my intuition, um, how like trust myself more. And also learned when I did get into a pickle, which I did a lot, I can mm-hmm. also pull myself out and I can also ask for help. But that's mm-hmm. always with me checking in. What do I want to do? Do I feel comfortable in myself? Do I feel comfortable with this person? Mm-hmm. Do I feel hungry? Do, like all of the just basis and needs that I learned how to meet by just talking to myself, like internally or externally, whatever works for you, journaling if mm-hmm. you want, but just taking yourself seriously as something to discover who you are in mm-hmm. this point of life. What do you want to do? What do you feel like you want to try, you know, getting that play back getting that inner child to be more expressive and not so scared really it's just about Mm. taking yourself on a journey as Mm -hmm. a partner and not as some project to be tamed really (laughs) Uh I don't know let's just end with that that sounds very (gasps) quotable Uh, I love it yeah there was a couple definitely a couple mic drop moment (laughs) this last 10 minutes and before that as well yeah definitely definitely know a couple of things already that I'm going to be highlighting <laughs> you know what I mean nice. uh, as a podcast creator yourself so thank you so much for this everything I'm still kind of absorbing what you were sharing just now and I'm definitely taking it away with me and now I'm wondering what you what places are you on online where people can find you where is the easiest way to get in touch with you so i'm on most social media platforms i'm you know sharing a lot of my visuals on instagram and Mm -hmm. a lot of my thoughts and videos on tiktok especially i also have a youtube channel but yeah my podcast is probably the easiest to say (laughs) so you can actually find me uh it's called biz on the brains like biz b-i-z is on the brain because I just brain dump my conversations anything that's related and like I mentioned a gazillion times before everything to me is related so travel is related Mm -hmm. to my business journey my business journey is related to me finding myself and authenticity and everything is tied together um so yeah it's just stuff that's on my brain and I get sometimes guest speakers and we just have free-flowing conversations about anything and everything around authenticity and just being yourself what that means how it changed and just to really spark conversations because those conversations with these random strangers throughout my travels were the ones that were the most impactful like I have Mm -hmm. multiple degrees I studied you know I have I spoke I learned multiple languages only speak now Mm -hmm. just two of them but you know I I have a lot of knowledge that I acquired, but really it's conversation that was the most teachable to me, the most impressionable that really mm-hmm. shifted my life and my focus. And that's been the actual teacher in <laughs> most of it. Like, it, mm-hmm. And I just wanted to encapsulate that and put on a podcast and then share with the world, you know, to mm-hmm. just, again, add a little spice of disruptiveness mm-hmm. to people's lives in a good way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, on most platforms, if you just find my name, uh, Anne-Marie Strel, Anne-Marie Strel, <laughs> again, mm-hmm. it's in the show notes, so you don't have to figure out how to spell that, because most people just spell it wrong. Even if they do see my email, they will always spell it wrong, and I'm forever 
that's my biggest pet peeve. So if you want to get in touch mm-hmm. with me, please spell <laughs> my name correctly or I will be mad. <laughs> please. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Thank you. Um, yay. Okay. Yeah. Biz, biz on a brain on the brain. Definitely check that one out and the Instagram and the TikTok. And thank you and Marie so much for coming back <laughs> again to re-record this episode. <laughs> yeah. Every time we talk, there's something else that's um, I learn about you, and that's just so exciting. And that's why I'm doing those episodes with female mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and that's why i love talking because i never know what's going to come out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> exactly i love that readiness to just dive in and explore and mm-hmm. i hope that people are taking away all the all the takeaways that they've been gathering throughout this episode and keep them close to their heart and hopefully that will inspire them to be themselves authentically themselves in their life and be playful and just go for it that's my hope for everyone listening and again thank you so much and i'll see you on instagram i'm talking to you and marie and i'll see everybody else (laughs) next episode i'll talk to them bye bye And if you like this episode, you can help me to spread the word about it. Feel free to leave a review and share about it with a friend. I really appreciate your support. <laughs>